Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Tuesday afternoon, everyone. Kip Herridge here with the Daily Vero Investing Podcast. Hope you all had a good day today. Uh, apologies for the late start today and the late posting of our podcast today, but uh, a little distracted today. Needed to really decompress a little bit from a Biden's um, a speech that he gave to us today about uh, his Afghanistan uh, disaster, uh, yelling, just uh, yelling at us as he read his uh, as he read the teleprompter. Of course, not taking any questions, and um, I didn't know. Did you guys know that his uh, his dad, his son died? Um, uh, Bo died of, of of cancer. I I didn't know that. He's never he's never told us about that before. So that was interesting. Uh, using his dead son as a prop. I don't. I'm a father too, and um, well, this is a lost man. This is a broken, lost. And I and I really have to say I think an a, a, an evil man with a with a very dark a dark soul. I think America's in trouble, and I think that um, we're gonna have to hope that we've got uh, people in power that are ready to take action against this administration because they do not have our best interest at heart. Uh, quite day today in the markets, uh, but we did finish up with uh, seven straight months now of gains in the S and P five hundred. That's only happened fourteen times since nineteen fifty eight. The SP 500 didn't really get started. I think it was 1946, I believe, was the year that it was uh, 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 first uh, uh, put together as, as a list of S&P 500. But again, going back to 1958, we've only had seven cases where the uh, market, SP 500, was up seven times, seven months in a row. Uh, by the way, this is incredibly bullish, as you, as you, uh, as common sense would probably tell you. Uh, here's what's happened after that. Six months later. The S&P 500 has been higher 93% of the time. So it's been up 13 or 14 times six months later with an average gain of 7.9%. This is, uh, this is very good news. And frankly, it matches, uh, you know, like we, lo- we love the work at Evercore and the job that uh, Ed Hyman and uh, Rich Ross do, the technicians there. Ed Hyman's their, their top guy. Uh, they're the best Wall Street firm out there when it comes to both uh, uh, economics and uh, judging what the economy is going to do as well as the markets, as, as far as on Wall Street. Uh, and they've just been right as rain. Uh, Rich Ross's target of 4500 on SP 500 was met uh, by Labor Day. Of course, we've already, we've already done that. And now their target is uh, 5000 on the SP 500 by, by year end, which, uh, you know, we're looking at uh, what his history tells us, uh, average gains of about 8% going forward for the next six months. So this lines up pretty well. And you know, we kind of think it's going to be better than this because there's never been a market. There's never been a market that's had, what is the total now, $32 trillion in global fiscal monetary stimulus. We've had, what, $15 trillion in the U.S. Uh, so far, uh, you know, since uh, the onset of coronavirus insanity. Um, and it's not that we only have quantitative easing and fiscal stimulus that, that move the markets higher. Inflation is the other variable here. And this is one that doesn't get talked about a lot. But, you know, this is a structural bull market of size and scope. We've been saying this for a long time. And it, yes, it's driven by massive liquidity. Of course it is. But it's also being driven by, as we know, surging corporate earnings, you know, record, record, record there. Uh, obviously, second quarter was, uh, we've never seen anything quite like that. And uh, we, we expect the same thing in the third and fourth quarter. Matter of fact, we think it's going to continue. And again, the underlying reason that few people are talking about are the benefits of inflation. 
There a lot of there's a lot of negatives to inflation. We know what those are, right? But folks, inflation is nothing new to us. That's all we've had since the Fed was created in 1913. That's all we've had is inflation. Inflation is monetary inflation. It's currency inflation. That is the definition of inflation. There is no other definition of inflation. When you print more money, the existing money you have in circulation becomes worth less, and therefore everything must cost more. That is the very simple definition and the only accurate definition of inflation. The fact that you won't hear a single PhD economist, not, not one, to give it that definition is because they're all in the payroll by the Federal Reserve and they can never fault the, the Federal Reserve or they'll lose their paycheck. Now, they don't all get monthly stipends from, directly from the Federal Reserve. Uh, about a thousand of them do. The, the best do. But they, they get all kinds of hidden payments, right? They have these grants. They have research scholarships for their, uh, for their trainees set up. And, of course, they get invited to all the big parties and soirees that only the, the top level, you know, the, the elite uh, PhD economists get to, to attend. They're just not going to bite the, the, the hand that feeds them. Um, but, again, the point being, we've always had inflation. And inflation that we have now is, frankly, must drive stock prices higher. This this inflation must drive, drive stock prices higher. Um, and the reason that it must is because that's the way inflation acts. Every asset, every investable asset rises in price structurally because of inflation and until, until it stops, until we have hyperinflation. Even then, frankly, there's a reason that uh, the uh, Caracas stock market was the number one performing stock market of the year last year, right? Up 1,200%. Okay, uh, now their inflationary levels are so high that you still wound up losing money. Okay, but again, it's relative, isn't it? And right now we're in a period where rising inflation is better for stocks than it is a negative for the economy. That will change, but we're not there yet. We don't think we're going to be there for a few years. But to make money, you've got to be in assets like equities. You've got to be in assets like real estate. Frankly, you've got to be in assets like Bitcoin, but especially gold and silver uh, which have underperformed, but folks, this is a buying opportunity. This is a massive buying opportunity in precious metals and miners. Uh, but again, very, very positive uh, for the markets here. And uh, as a contrarian, you have to really love it because these uh, these sentiment polls surveys, you know, they're getting a little less bearish. But still, when you're at all time high after all time high after all time high, I could just keep going. Right? We've had like 55 of these this year in the SP 500. And you still struggle to get bulls at 50% or 60% in these polls. Fear and greed is at 57, I believe, Tyler said. 57 is neutral. Uh, AI is like 34% bulls. Uh, I think that's right from last week. It's a weekly update. And, uh, you know, I, I remember uh, in, in previous bull markets where we wouldn't really get serious about taking profits until we saw the AI. That's the American uh, uh Association of American Investors, we wouldn't get bearish or start taking profits and positions until the AAII survey hit 60% bulls and stayed there for weeks on end. Again, we're at 30, I think 34 was reading last week, 34, 37 in that range. So as a contrarian, you know, we, we still, you got to, you got to buy dips. Also, <clears throat> we're now at the period where, of course, this is the end of the month. Tomorrow's going to bring a, a lot of fun flows coming in. September is actually not a great first day month. Uh, we learned that today from, I did not know that, learned that today from our friends at Stock Trader's Almanac, 
which is uh, it's still a, it's still a positive day, but it's not it's not like most first days. Just so many fund, uh, so so many equity flow funds coming in from pensions, retirements, four hundred one k's, that kind of thing. The biggie, of course, that everybody's talking about now, and you probably know what I'm about to say, is that September is the worst month of the year. Going back to 1928, September is the worst month of the year, and uh, you know uh, this is uh, this is historically not a great time to own stocks. But again, this is not an historical market. Okay, it, it's just not. We're starting to see more and more people talking about some of the things we've been talking about here, like a melt up, uh, like the uh, the comparison to 1995 to 2000. And folks, if that's going to happen, 19, the, the, the next four months, the, from here to the end of the year, was unbelievably bullish in 1995. And uh, again, don't be at all surprised if we get, uh, we get pretty much a melt-up. I will say this, we are hitting extreme overbottom stochastics on all of our major indexes. We're there now. We're not there quite in the Dow Jones. But the reason that's significant and is that from the March highs, you know, March March marked the, the peak in the markets for some time. We had the sell-off for most stocks, frankly, outside of the, the mega caps. But for most stocks, you know, it's been it's been a pain trade. Uh, if Unless you own the top, you know, 10, 15 companies, you really weren't making money uh, because the average stock went down 15.8% from its highs uh, just until, until, until recently. And um, what we've noticed since then is that on every rally, when both the, the broad markets and our leading equity have gotten to extreme overbought on stochastics, that's 90% plus overbought based on the VRA investing system. When that happens, that's been a selling opportunity. And it's been a big one. It, it's worked consistently. So this is the pattern we're paying attention to. Um, again, we're extremely bullish, but we also believe in picking our spots. And that's just kind of, that's kind of where we are right now. All right, I guess I can tell you what the markets did today too, right? Dow, a quiet day. Dow Jones is down 40 points, 35,360. Again, quite all the way around. But uh, NASDAQ was down six. I mean, just not much to talk about today. However, once again, Russell 2000 led the way higher. This is the small caps continue to move higher. Uh, we've we've been focusing on this group here uh, because it's, it's been it's just been awful. It's been a terrible group to invest in now for six months. But this is a this this group is the tale of two cities uh, because the previous six months it was the place to be. It, it outperformed everything. Small caps really did for a year, and so now now everyone's thinking about okay, is the tide about to turn? Are we going to go back to melt up city for the Russell two thousand or small caps? And um, you know. I would like to say that, yes, that's the answer. I think I more confidently can say that once this extreme overbought uh, situation is, is dealt with. And again, September is just, this is, this is, this is when bad things tend to happen. So uh, I just remember a lot of these. <laughs> I've, been, I've been around a long time. And this is not my favorite month as an investor. But again, we're not, we're not taking, we, we've taken profits in the last couple of months. We're not doing that anymore. We're now we're looking, we're no buyers. We're looking for opportunities to buy again. Uh, but uh, we, uh, it, it, look, the last, uh, the last run here has been nice. It's been good for, for everybody. And the markets are beginning to broaden. That's a very, very good sign for all of us. Um, also interesting, just a side note, Zoom today, all right, down 17% on earnings yesterday. Again, they beat on earnings, but the mark, that's not a good sign, all right? It's not the news that matters. It's the market's reaction to that news. Zoom down 17% on, 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 on good earnings is not a good sign for Zoom. Its sister stock, which is the way I've always looked at it, Peloton, down 1.5% today, okay? 
these are terrible looking charts. These are these are these are both charts are ugly as ugly can be. Both below the 200 day. They've rolled over. The uh, all their momentum oscillators are on sell signals. These are ugly looking charts. And the reason I bring that up today, these are the classic work from home stocks. All right, these are the stocks that were so red hot. These were the two. These are the ones, uh, two that everybody talked about outside of the Amazons of the world, et cetera. But the high flyers were Peloton and Zoom, and there were many others. But the fact these have rolled over and the market doesn't care. The market doesn't care. Really important, I think. It tells you this market's transitioning to the next phase. When your leaders, these were the leaders, when they collapse and the market keeps going higher, boy, that's, a, that's, that's very positive. But it also tells us something else. The work from home story is dead, folks. It is D-O-A, dead on arrival, dead. Uh, not to say these aren't good companies and they won't come back. I'm not saying that at all. If the charts improve, hell, I look to buy them. But what I'm saying is, is coronavirus insanity, like the markets have been telling us now from the March lows last year, coronavirus insanity is over. The work from home stocks are over. We are back to a traditional bull market where uh, uh, your broad market indices are going to succeed. Uh, your ETFs, the broad market ETFs, like, for example, IWM, the Russell 2000 ETF, these are going to succeed. And, um, you know, you'll get back to uh, f finding your favorite sectors that you think are going to have a good, in, uh, a, a good move higher into the year. Instead of trying to find these home run stocks that are going to benefit because we've got a global pandemic and everyone's working from home. That story is dead. These stocks are telling that story is dead. And uh, be very uh, be very wary of investing in these stocks because that play, folks, it's over. That means all this bullshit talk about the South African variant, uh, you know, following the Delta variant. All of these things are complete nonsense. I'll make one other point about coronavirus. Yesterday, uh, we learned from a, uh, uh, a German uh, a research group. This is a, a, a widely respected uh, a Germany uh, a research health he a health organization in Germany reported yesterday that eighty percent of the deaths in Germany that were reported as being from coronavirus were not from coronavirus. They were with coronavirus, but the cause was something different, completely different. Eighty percent. Folks, we're going to see the same thing here in the U.S. Just, just, just take take it to the bank. Take a look. It's not that which will, be, by the way, bring our death count down from about six hundred fifty thousand to about one hundred thirty thousand. Yeah, that's still a big number. I'm not, I'm not saying it's not. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying that every every life uh, lost is not a big deal because it is. And I know a lot of people listening to this that know people that have have been taken uh, because of coronavirus. But the point being is we've been lied to. Right? This is an essentially a bad flu season, and it was a really bad flu season if you were old and bad health or really obese. If you were obese, it was an awful flu season. Folks, let's face it. Coronavirus is a flu. It is an influenza, and we didn't have 650,000 people die from it. Germany just, just, uh, just basically confirmed this, and uh, one of these days, maybe we'll have enough honest people working in government here in the U.S., like maybe these two FDA people that worked in vaccines that just quit. This was announced today. Maybe we'll have people with they're still principled and have enough character to say no more. I'm not. I can't stand by and watch these lies be told. Money and my career and fame and all of that doesn't matter as much as doing the right thing and telling people the truth. 
you know what? I still believe that we're a great enough country with, with, with great enough people that we have enough people who will stand up and tell the truth about this. And by the way, when, when is someone that's got some gravitas going to come forward and start talking about the VIRS reports, right? The, the, uh, the vaccine adverse uh, report, V-A-E-R-S. When's someone going to come forward and start talking about this, reporting well over 12,000 deaths from the vaccine, 600,000 adverse side effects. Of course, all of the things happen. If you haven't heard uh, Eric Clapton's new song today, Tyler turned me on to it this morning. Watch his video. Listen to his new song. Uh, Eric Clapton, of course, took the jab and, uh, and lost feeling in his hands. I don't think he, he still can't play guitar. He's got uh, uh, cold sweats all the time. This song is about uh, putting an end to the insanity that's happening all around us, which has never been about a virus. It's always been, been about control and authoritarianism and uh, fascist uh, control of the population. And uh, we've been on there for some time, haven't we? Okay, uh, let's move on to the internals today. A little sidetrack there. But folks, these are important issues. And, uh, and we know you know that. And again, this Biden, this Biden presser, complete, just complete, no empathy, no sympathy, no, no real empathy from, for our 13 servicemen and women that, that he's responsible for, for, for murdering. I just, uh, again, guys, guys going to have to go and people going to stand up and do the right thing here. Uh, internals today were very positive. Interesting, as Tyler told me for the podcast, yesterday the market was really good and the internals weren't very good at all. Today, just the opposite. The market was flat to lower and the internals were pretty banging. Uh, not two to one, uh, positive anywhere really, but not far from it. Uh, volume was uh, right at, honestly, almost two to one positive on NASDAQ, but it, everything was positive across the board. It was a trifecta. Really, we're averaging out one and a half to one positive across the board. With a mixed day like this, very good news. The internals were crappy for three months, folks, and this last week has been like a ray of sunshine. There's a big difference is taking place now in the internals, and that is very good news from the point of view of the VRA investing system. We also had uh, new 52 highs and lows come in. Really a nice number again today. About 300 new 52 highs to just about 90 new 52 week lows. Had really good uh, numbers there yesterday as well. Uh, and the day before. Well, not, not uh, yeah, day before. Actually, you know what? The whole week we've had positives. And again, trifecta today, positive across the board in our internals. Very, very bullish. Sector watch today, not as good, but again, just as quiet. Not a big deal. We had four sectors finished higher, seven finished lower. Energy was down seven tenths of one percent. Real estate up six tenths of one percent. And our commodity watch today, gold today, trying to put together a rally here. It's, it's, it's again staying over eighteen hundred an ounce, but it's been stuck in this range for it really feels like about forty years. The gold today up five dollars an ounce at eighteen seventeen. Silver today down six cents an ounce at twenty three ninety four. Copper flat at four thirty seven a pound. Oil today down seventy four cents a barrel at sixty eight fifty. It's an interesting chart pattern here taking place in oil and XLE. And uh, it's a consolidation pattern more than anything, but it is a it is a, a slight bearish channel that we want to see break out of, and we think we're going to get that as well. It's really you know concerns about this economy. It's the Biden economy. This is this is Obama's third term, and we saw it today again in consumer confidence readings, which are seven month lows in consumer confidence here in the U.S. People know what's what. Um, finally, in an interesting action in uh, in Bitcoin, Bitcoin <clears throat> after. 
uh, uh, ramping off of the Afghanistan news. I can tell you, folks, there are a lot of a lot of wealthy elite and banker types in Afghanistan uh, that were moving money into getting it out of their banking system, moving into Bitcoin, trying to hide it. That that I'm almost certain that's that's my belief because we saw the same thing happen uh, uh, with. Um, well, we've seen it in a number of situations, haven't we? But we've seen it really happen in 2017 when the Saudi princes uh, were uh, were arrested and, and tortured and uh, the Bitcoin had a massive run then for the same reason, right? The wealthy, the very elite of the elite trying to hide money, doing it quickly as possible. That's Bitcoin. And it happened in Afghanistan too. Gave us a huge rally in Bitcoin from below 30,000 to uh, as high as, what, 50 60,000, I believe it went back up to again. Now it's selling back off again. D- down to uh, 1571, down 1571 today, trading right now at 47,082. And the 50-day, the moving average is right at 46,000. So it's $1,000 above its 200-day moving average. That's an important level. It keeps, it's like a magnet drawn to it. It's not uncommon to see this. But also in about a week, it could be three days. It could be four days. It could be eight days. About a week. Bitcoin's going to have a golden cross, and it's going to have the big golden cross, which is the 50-day moving average crossing over the 200-day moving average on the way up with a rising 200-day moving average. This is among the most bullish of technical signals there are. It's something we're watching very closely, uh, but it would need to stay above its 200-day, and we want to see have, have a golden cross with a 200-day moving average rising and then uh, this could be ready for another rocket ship move higher, uh, especially, especially if China is going to go after Taiwan, which a lot of very smart people think is going to happen because, of course, Biden is, well, he's beholden to, to China. They have all, all the secrets on this guy, don't they? Uh, yeah, 81 million votes, folks. No, no question about it. 81 million votes this guy got. Uh, there's no way it was a rigged election. No freaking way, right? All right, folks, as always, appreciate you joining us. Hope you had a great day, and we'll see you back here again tomorrow after the close.